Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 302. I tried to quit and it's too hard, part two, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net, and I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more. This is just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors. Then on Fridays, I answer your questions right here on the show. So today is a continuation from yesterday. I read the first half of the post yesterday and I'm finishing it up today. So if you're new here, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 301. But if you're all caught up, let's jump right into part two and continue optimizing your life. I tried to quit and it's too hard. Part two by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. The physical addiction. The suffering of withdrawing from physical addiction really only lasts a few days. I've seen it with alcohol and drug addiction and others close to me, and I've gone through it with cigarettes. It's a tough time. But do you know what's tougher? Going through pregnancy and labor based on helping my wife through those, running a marathon or ultra marathon, or doing some other physical challenge, starting our own business or going on stage or cramming for the bar exam or going through a tough disease or helping a loved one who's dying or raising a child. These are things many of us have done, not all of them, but perhaps one or two. And if you haven't done these things, you've done other hard things. Hard things aren't things to be dreaded. We can make it through them and be stronger and better off having done it. Some tips to get you through a hard few days of overcoming physical addiction. One, be accountable. Tell others you're doing it and ask them to hold you accountable. Just telling them won't get you through it, but knowing they're watching and checking on you and encouraging you will. Two, have support. Ask a few close friends to support you. Call on them when you get strong urges. Ask for their help. Lean on them. Three, distract yourself. Keep yourself busy. Don't dwell on the suffering. Do stuff. Four, create your environment. Get rid of the cigarettes or sugar or whatever it is. Don't go out with friends if you're trying to quit alcohol or cigarettes or junk food, just for a few days. Stock up on healthy stuff. 
Make your environment friendly to your change. Five, get good at getting through an urge. An urge isn't an absolute command. It's an itch. You can overcome it. Watch the urge, let it rise, and know that it will pass in a minute. Get through it. Then you're good. Find the strategies that work for you, but please know you can do it. Your coping mechanism. One of the biggest problems with quitting an addiction is that you use it to cope with real problems. When you're stressed or sick or sad or depressed or going through a crisis or lonely or need to socialize in an uncomfortable situation, you use the addiction to cope. But it's only a crutch. You can cope without it. You just need to find new strategies. A few strategies for coping that might help. One, stress. I've learned to use exercise, meditation, and simplifying as ways to cope with stress. Going for a run or a walk have helped me tremendously. Talking to other people about your stressful problems also help. So does a mindful cup of tea. Two, sadness. When I'm sad, I find things in my life to be grateful for. I connect with loved ones. I acknowledge my feelings and realize that it's okay to be sad sometimes. It reminds you that you're human. Then I take action and find something I'm passionate about. Three, loneliness. Actually, while most people would seek the company of others, which isn't a bad idea, I like to learn to keep myself company. I'm great company when I want to be. I play, I imagine, I write, and I read, I meditate and learn. Four, crisis. When there's a crisis, does leaning on an unhealthy addiction actually make it better? Only in that it gives you a temporary reprieve, going out to have a smoke or a drink, for example, or temporary pleasure, like having a cupcake or soda. They don't take care of the problem and can actually make it worse. Try solving a crisis while inebriated. Instead, allow yourself the reprieve without the addiction. Take a walk or meditate. Getting away from the crisis, even for a few minutes, can give you a breather and some perspective. Then, figure out what you can do, let go of what you can't control, and take just one action. Five, the need to socialize. Often we use smoking or drinking or eating as ways to lubricate awkward social situations, but they're just crutches. You can actually do without them and get stronger without them. You can socialize without these things. Try it once and see. You'll get better at socializing if you do without the crutches. And six, illness. Unhealthy addictions don't help you when you're sick. Shoveling junk food in your face when you're sick, I've done it many times, might make you feel comforted, but you aren't doing your health any favors. Instead, nurture yourself. Give yourself some healthier food to fuel the healing process. Give yourself a rest and a hug. These strategies can work if you believe you can do without the addictions. So go back and re-listen to the previous section if you're having troubles. Some final words. Quitting something can be hard, it's true. But not quitting them is harder. You have to live with the health problems or other problems for the rest of your life. That's years of pain versus a few days or weeks of struggle. To me, the choice is clear. Choose yourself. You just listened to part two of the post titled, I Tried to Quit and It's Too Hard by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, 
and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I love reading Leo's posts. Sometimes it's almost as if I've written them myself. I agree with so much of what he's saying the majority of the time. I loved tip number four when it comes to overcoming a physical addiction. He talked about creating your environment. That is one of the easiest, fastest things that folks can do right now to help them on their way to behavior change. You wanna eat healthier? Make sure that your fridge and your pantry are stocked with healthy food items. And not just stocked, but those healthy food items are visible. They are in plain sight, right at eye level. The minute you open your refrigerator, the first thing you see is freshly chopped fruits and vegetables. You're gonna be more likely to grab it, I promise. When you open your pantry, make sure the cookies are in the back or on a top shelf or a very bottom shelf. That way, you won't be as encouraged to just grab them on your way in and out of the pantry. He also mentioned distracting yourself. Distracting yourself is super helpful when it comes to beating physical addictions. Leo was right in that most cravings only last for a few minutes. They've done some research on this and they found that most cravings, whether it be for a drink, a cigarette, some food, whatever, only last for five to 10 minutes. So if you can distract yourself for five to 10 minutes, chances are that craving will pass. We all carry around our cell phones, right? That's a perfect way to distract yourself. You have a craving, you have an urge, whip out your cell phone, text somebody, play a game, check your email, Do that for at least five minutes, if not 10 minutes. Chances are by the time you're done, the craving will have passed. The one last thing I'll share with you that I didn't mention yesterday was the power of writing things down. So Leo talked about getting support. I love that idea. Yes, definitely recruit friends and family. Let them know what you're trying to do, what goals you're trying to accomplish. But it's also helpful to not only write your goals down so that it makes it concrete, your brain processes that differently. Write down some of your daily habits. Keep a little journal. What we're finding through a lot of really good data is that anytime you start to wander off track, you're not moving in the direction of your goals. The best thing to do is take a step back and start journaling. Write your behaviors down. Oftentimes, that's all it takes to get you right back on track. All right, that's it for Tuesday's episode. Thank you, as always, for being here. Thank you for listening every day and for being a subscriber. I hope you're having a wonderful start to your week, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.